If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Our guest today is Jason Hill. Jason's combined his interest in horses and his interest in personal training into EquestriFit and he's the managing director of EquestriFit. We're going to talk to him about his journey, how he's um, progressed through the horses to form Equestrian Fit today and um, yeah, it should be a good one. How are you today, Jason? Very well, thanks, Glynis. Great, great. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. Now, Jason, we normally start off with a favourite quote. What have you got for us today? One of the favorite quotes that stands out for me is um, anyone can get inspired, but not everyone can follow through. That really has been at the fore in the development of the EquestriFit program, but also as a rider, also for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, as a rider, I'm sure, and personal trainer, and I'm sure within EquestriFit you use that because people do get inspired. They can go somewhere, get inspired, get all motivated up, but it's that following through that counts, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. And Mm. uh, it's the consistent, not occasional effort that will um, make the difference ultimately. Yeah, that's good. Now, Jason, tell us about how you started with horses and not just how you started, but what your very first memories were. Well, actually, my first memory of on horseback was at Liberty, actually. I was um, only five years old, and my uh, sister had um, placed me on her horse as when it was quietly eating grass and um, had let it let the horse go momentarily to um, close the gate, and the horse had taken fright and gone for a gallop unfortunately it liked grass more than it liked to gallop so it was um (laughs) didn't go far but that was my earliest memory of um, riding a horse at liberty but i'd started riding around the, the age of 13 and started competing at that age as well and eventing and rode at um just amateur level for years as a teenager and into my 20s and went overseas for a period of time and worked in a dressage yard and then decided that the sacrifice for um, becoming a uh, professional rider was something that I wasn't prepared to do at that time and but returned later in life and decided that there was a uh, my body had changed and I needed to um, develop my fitness to be able to go back to the eventing, so I developed a question for it. Okay, okay. So you had a career with horses. Where did you go to? When I went overseas, I went to ride in a, in a dressage yard because at that time I felt that I needed to focus on, on my flat work. Mm. The jumping was always something that 
came easily to me. And uh, it was in, based in Hereford, at a, a yard there called Sheepcoat. And they had a group of advanced and Grand Prix horses and that we had an opportunity to ride on. And, and it was a great opportunity to be able to advance your skills and your craft. And so that was in my early 20s. So what skills do you think you need then to have a career with horses? You know, because you've started off with one and and you see and you work with a lot of people with horses now. So the skills required to have that actual career with horses. And, you know, even though you're saying, well, um, horses isn't for me, I consider that you've got a career with horses because you're working with horse people to give them complementary skills for their riding. Yes, sure, sure. I think... um Probably most people that are involved with horses have the passion and that's really what keeps you motivated because we all know that it's a lot of labor and a lot of hard work and for a few moments of pleasure and to be able to continue to advance uh, your your uh, abilities and your effectiveness as a rider, I, I think sacrifice is probably the other word that um, really springs to mind because you're having to uh, give up a lot to be able to develop the skills and and craft as a rider. Mm-hmm. And that's not everyone can make those sacrifices. Um, and the, the dedication and hard work um, certainly comes into that. It's the passion ultimately that will get you through and you need to feed that passion. It might be with um, doing courses or um, reading material, but you do need, you need to keep that fire alive. And the more effective you are, I believe, as a, as a rider, the more enjoyment ultimately that you get out of your sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you combining sort of the horses, the personal training? What led you to that path? It was really my, um, I had a, um, a serious back injury in my 20s, which really thwarted my ability to jump um, or ride for long periods of time. I had a, a prolapsed disc. And so I started to understand a little bit more about the physiology of my own body and what I needed to do to enable to to rehabilitate myself and uh, started me on that path of fitness and strengthening core and understanding more about muscle balance that enabled me to sit with better symmetry in the saddle and which is ultimately what every rider needs to do. So that was really where the, the journey began and I realized coming back after a period away traveling overseas that uh, my stability and balance had changed and that I needed a a means of regaining that response from the body that comes so easily as a when we're young mm-hmm. and so I built bounce which is a um, functional training platform essentially it's a saddle that riders sit in and it's suspended and and it's a reactive so the riders always having to balance themselves while they train off external resistance which is uh, resistance bands and they do a um, series of exercises to develop their um, two-point position their jumping position and their um, and while seated in the saddle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now what do you think is the best thing about working in the horse industry i think engaging in your sport where or 
in an area or field where you plug into or that your that your interest is in, and it keeps you engaged. Um, and once again, that will feed your passion because at the base of it, the, I, I have that, that passion for horses. Mm-hmm. And that is every day when I can engaging in that is great. I, I love that. And, mm-hmm. and talking with other horse people, you learn a lot about your craft as a rider mm-hmm. and sharing ideas. And so that's fantastic. It's not different to training in a gym as a personal trainer where I'm doing say general fitness or um, it's actually more focused and specialized and and it involves my sport Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's a wonderful part of what I do yep yep yeah and most people say you know it's the horses and the people and a lot of the time those it all comes together doesn't it yes yeah absolutely the social aspect of it on meeting meeting some great people along the way with some with uh, um, a lot of experience and I find every day I've been riding you know horses for a long time now and uh, mm-hmm. every day I'll learn something new yeah, um, yeah, yeah. as every rider knows you know you know that you, you never stop learning it's um sure. so that's a wonderful thing about the sport it's so complex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really it's something we can do well into our old age mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's a, a great thing about the sport. Yeah. yeah, and certainly the horses. The more we know, the, the more quality of life we can offer the horse. Yep. I, yep. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Now tell us about someone who might have influenced you and helped you in your career. Someone I was always inspired by, and their training methodology and their dedication was Virginia Holgate, or. Back then, she was Virginia Lang. She was mm-hmm. a three-day event champion, and she had a very uh, regimented training method with all her horses. And um, I visited her yard at, at one stage when I was in the UK, and and it was run like a like a it was a very tight ship that mm-hmm. she ran. But it really and what I think really stood out there is you know she was so consistent with her training. And once again, what she, it was all about um, consistency with the training and not what you do occasionally that um, makes the difference. And it's the same, same with um, exercise and training the body. It's little and often that is most important. And having that um, end goal in mind, she wrote a fantastic biography, actually, and she had a lot of trials and, and tribulations. But it, she's a testament to someone who has um, dedicated and sacrificed a, a great deal and along her on her journey yep. with horses. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure. What about horses? You know, you talked about the first horse that was your sister's and um, you did a little bit of work at Liberty, but horses who've influenced you, helped you in your career, have you got any horse there that you'd like to mention? Yeah, absolutely. I was fortunate enough to ride a beautiful stallion that was here in New Zealand called Uraeus. He was on the um, used on the film Lord of the Rings, which oh, I yeah. had had the um, opportunity to work on for a period of time when I was doing some stunt doubling on horseback. He was an advanced dressage horse, and I got the opportunity to train with Lockie Richards, who was a trainer here in New Zealand. Um, he spent a lot of time overseas also. Yeah, Darius taught me a lot about um, 
the intelligence of horses and their ability to learn how to learn. And that's something that's debatable whether a horse is um, intelligent or not. But um, one thing we do know is that they know what legitimate control is and, and the difference between that and and tyranny, <laughs> be able to, I think, um, respect the horse's intelligence is, um, I remember that your race taught me a lot about that, yeah. Yep, yep. Tell us about the stunt doubling. What sort of stunts were you in and um, what episodes were you in, Or You know, what uh, what parts were you in? Because I'm sure people will be interested in that. Sure. I did the Black Riders. So I was one of the Black Riders in the film. And, okay, so uh, was, Lord of the Rings, just in case people miss that. Yeah. 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 And that started back in uh, 99. So that was almost 20 years ago now. And it was a epic production to work on. We, uh, I was in the horse, worked in the horse department and we did um, filming throughout New Zealand, um, Mount Ruapehu um, in the South Island and in Central North Island. And uh, then in the, that was um, in the first film and then in the second and third film, I did stunt doubling for Viggo Mortensen. So there was um, battle scenes that um, if the Rotterford actors were ever at risk, they would put us on. <laughs> so it was, um, there was some period of um, over uh, two to three years off and on where there was uh, work that I was involved with in the in the film, and uh, and yeah, that was a, a wonderful experience um, and taught me a lot about agility and control and and precision of riding also. Yeah, yeah. Now, Jason, tell us about your proudest moment with horses. Is that one of your proud moments, you know, the sort of being a stunt double for the Lord of the Rings, or what have you got for us? Yeah, that would be one one of the moments, definitely, and uh, one of the most memorable experiences. Recently, I the equipment that I uh, designed and built for equestrians to Equitana that came here to Auckland at the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a, um, a real test to see how the, it, might, it would be received with the um, equestrian fraternity. And I had an overwhelming response. It was fantastic, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it encouraged, it encouraged me because it's been seven years in the making. First had the idea about 10 years ago, and so it's been developing it for this period of time. Uh, so that was a very proud moment at the Equitana, and um, was hoping to bring it to Equitana in Australia, um, at uh, possibly even this year. So, okay. Mm. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. All right. Now, thinking about where you are now, what's been your biggest challenge? You've talked about the problems with your back. You've talked about the length of time that it's taken to develop, you know, a product. It does take a while, but what do you think's been your biggest challenge to get where you are now? I think uh, probably the belief in myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe something that I'd say everyone struggles with at some level. The belief that the product would actually work, that's the unknown, and so you get used to developing a product and facing the unknown every day. And continuing to believe that it is going to work and it's offering value. Mm-hmm. 
ultimately. And so that's, that has been a challenge. I think um, as a rider also, I'm sure other riders experience this, is the belief in yourself and the belief in your horse and that you have the ability to be that um, effective rider with, with a goal or, or a purpose and strategically and incrementally work towards that. And that's the thing is that each day, I believe, if you're doing one thing towards that goal, you're on the right path and you don't always feel inspired to do that one thing, mm. but you do need to, to make that commitment to at least one thing towards that goal. And that, I feel, is what's important and to enable to continue to believe in yourself and, and your abilities and your talents because everyone has talents in different areas and it's to respect other people's talents but also respect your own. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm I'm going back to the favourite quote, you know, anyone can get inspired but not anyone can follow through and looks like you've had your challenges following through but you've kept going, which is great to say, yeah. Now, putting on your, your coach's cap, you know, you talked before about fitness, core strength, stability. As far as riders go, what, you know, what sort of exercises can riders do to improve this so they can do exercises off the horse to improve the time when they're on the horse? Sure, sure. Latest studies around variability training have shown that it's most effective for developing skills and stability and, and effectiveness in your chosen sport. So variability training is moving the body on its many different planes of motion and giving it varied stimulus. So in essence, you're doing less repetitions but more variations or more varied exercise. Mm-hmm. And what the studies have shown is that it provides the brain with um, maximum feedback of movement and it actually de-stresses the brain when it has more information about how to protect the body. So when it has de-stresses the body, the whole physiology of the body changes and it becomes, you get the flow factor, it just functions better. So you may, um, some of the examples of exercises that I do with clients are a lot of uh, single leg stance work, so you're involving a lot of balance yep. and then combining that with resistance work. And so I use resistance bands uh, simply because resistance bands provide resistance on all planes of motion. And as riders, we need to be able to balance on all planes of motion and stabilize on all planes of motion. And if we have external resistance, such as a resistance band, we're having to activate the core and to be able to keep our balance and body control. So doing single leg balance work with resistance bands, um, varied exercises on lots of different planes of motion is going to provide that stimulus that we need as riders to be able to get that stabilization around the joints and and gain that uh, control when we're on the horse. Mm-hmm. Posturally for riders, we need it's important that we sit with symmetry and alignment. And uh, posture is dependent on 
the quality of our movement patterns, movement patterns such as squats and lunges and the full range of that squat and the lunge Mm -hmm. with um, control of the hips. So it's going to help develop the core control and the alignment of the hips in the saddle. So we need to focus on keeping, especially, uh, I mentioned their full range of motion on the joints, and that's mobility. So doing stretching is going to maintain that full range of motion on the joints. And when we have that, the signals from the brain to the joints remains strong. And that's important for riders for response and precision of an application of aids and better innovation. Innovation just means just being able to move your body. So mobility is very important. Uh, also, a few exercises to improve that mobility, hip stretches, hamstring stretches, and keeping the hips mobile so that the stiffness doesn't make way into those joints. But at the same time, you're wanting to develop stability around those joints. So doing things like leg raises is going to uh, lying on your side, for instance, and raising the leg up and to the side helps strengthen your hip stabilizers, which are your lateral stabilizers in the saddle. So doing your mobilizing and stabilizing in conjunction is important because the body will um, has the ability to excite or pacify segments of the body. And if it's not getting the right stability work, it will stiffen those joints to protect them. That's why some riders have a a stiffening of the lower back and the hips. Mm -hmm. So the same could be said for the upper back. That's a very important area for riders also to focus on doing a simple exercise over a uh, an extension exercise, like over the back of a chair. When you're seated in the back of a chair, just simply take your hands behind your head, open up the chest, extend back, and be able to retain the movement in that upper back area is very important to enable the core to function effectively. It's almost like a pathway authentic core function is blocked if -hmm. if the upper back is stiff. It's like um, standing on a hose pipe and wondering why the water isn't coming out. If you've got good mobility in that upper back area, it will help your core to function. There would be some fundamentals for riders. Mm. Knowing what you know now about fitness strengthening, how do you think it would have affected you as a stunt rider? Do you think you would have done a better job? Do you think you could have? Is that where you hurt your back as a stunt rider? Uh, no, it was prior to that, actually. Um, I feel I was in my early 20s mm. when I had the back injury, and it was some years later that I rode on, did my stunt work yep. after I had rehabilitated. Okay, okay, good. Having the knowledge that I have now certainly would have helped me when I was rehabbing my back and would have actually prevented the injury in the first place, yes. Okay. Now, tell us about, you know, I want to think back of a memory of one particular stunt that you did that you just thought, wow, I can't believe I ever did that. 
Was there anything that you did that was a bit different, a bit way out, a bit, you know, yeah. You're, you're not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, plenty. There was lots. We had some pretty close calls uh, and a lot of stunts you're doing at full gallop. And there was some, there was one one stunt on, on set where we had to gallop down a, a ramp with a six-foot drop off to one side and swinging a sword and navigating through a crowd of orcs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a um, pretty hairy scene. That it was, um, you, you do need to have that precision and stability to be able to keep yourself safe. Yep, and, yep. Mm. All right. Now, have you got a book that you can recommend to our listeners, just something that can complement their training? It could be just about horses or about horses and fitness strength training as well. Yeah, I probably what springs to mind is not necessarily – there's one book actually that springs to mind that would um, – it's not uh, around the subject of exercise physiology as such or horses because I feel that exercise is – lots of information about exercise – but it's not always the most important part. It's, it seems to me that 50% of your workout is just starting. And so I always ask myself, what is it that actually gets us to that point that of starting exercise and starting on a regime? And it's something that's within us that drives us. It's our motivation. It's our intention. And I feel it's something important for riders also to as our intention and, and purpose and what we're wanting to achieve or have as an outcome and that can be varied but i the one book does spring to mind it's called the power of intention by dr wayne dyer and it's about setting forth your intent and putting it firmly in place and following through with that intent is what's important and as a rider we're wanting to set those goals and work strategically towards that outcome so it's visualizing clearly about what we want as an outcome or as an end result and then work back from there mm, mm. so it's a book in and being able to understand those principles and so that's the power of intention by dr wayne dyer yeah mm. yeah i think dr wayne dyer's written quite a few books he's a psychologist and yes. um yeah 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 Okay. Jason, what are you looking forward to now? You mentioned going to Equitana. Is that the main thing you're looking forward to? You've got on your on your plans. You're working with riders now. You yeah, just tell us a little bit about what you've got in your future. Sure. I'd like to to make it to Equitana at the end of this year and take the Equestrifit training system. I'm wanting to develop a, an equestrian specific gym. So there's with equipment and specific exercises for riders and have the training system ready for other riders and people interested in the exercise field to be able to uh, become an equestrian fit trainer themselves mm-hmm. and have a, a base uh, similar to mine where they're in the country and have a fraternity of riders nearby that they can build a business and work with their passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And I think good for the industry. And you said earlier, the more that we know, the better it is for the horse welfare anyway. Absolutely. So the more we know, the more we can help the horses. Yeah. That's right. And improve their quality of life. Yep. Yep. Okay. Can you summarize then your philosophy with horses? Being a thinking rider, if our strategy isn't working, we need to change that strategy mm-hmm. and we need to 
be talking the horse's language and not our own language to the horse, which is obvious. But it's sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. Um, it's staying, I think, um, with learning and growing. We're building our tools for becoming a more effective rider, and and then in every and every day is different with mm-hmm. our, our horses. So it's knowing what tools to take out for which job, and if that's a, a picture that you can that you can that I could create for you, I think it's that would be. Um, yeah, stay thinking. It's the thinking riders, and those are the top riders that you see. The professionals they are always understanding more about their horses every day and yep. staying engaged. Okay, now Jason, how can people contact you? Uh, through the Equestrafit website yep. at uh, equestrafit.co.nz or Jason at Equestrafit. Dot co dot nz and um, I have contact details there. I also have a Facebook page, and uh, yeah, I'd be happy to help anyone that's interested in taking their riding to that next level. Brilliant, brilliant. The other thing too, Jason, your details will be on horsechats.com slash Jason Hill, or just go to horsechats.com and search for Jason. Okay. All right, Jason, thanks very much. I think you've brought in a new perspective, something more for riders and horse people to think about. And um, I think, you know, that something that you said, the more we know, the more we can help the horse. I think that's, you know, part of what we do. It's, you know, education. The more we know, the more we can help the horse. So thanks very much for talking to us today. And hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Excellent. Thanks, Glynis. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses, or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 